Hello and welcome to episode 475 of Ferg on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the Glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very well, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, I got home today. And that's always a positive sign. That, that's a win. Know. That's a win, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, um, um, the, the public transport system just completely shit itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fuming, as many people would in that situation, having to wait, you know, quite a long time for something to move. And in the end, I got fed up and got off the train. Mm-hmm. Um, my lovely wife came and picked me up, went a long way out of her way in order to do so. I was furious. But then the recorded message... Apologise for the inconvenience, and all was right in the world. Nice. That's nice. Well, hopefully yeah. the Chinese-backed government down there does something about public transport. Um, that, or they can just lock you all in your houses. Um, <laughs> we're up to four seventy-five. Hey, we're twenty-five away from hitting five hundred. Yeah, how good is that? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, twenty-five episodes back a few years ago, that was about a week's work. Yeah, it really was. We've we're stretching them out now. We slowed down just a little bit, but. Uh, Pumping the brakes a little. I feel like that we're about to start speeding it up, actually. But anyway. Um, A little commiserations. Off the top. Um, Poor Canberra. Well, yeah, they're the the victims here. I think that that's the main thing that we get out of this. Um, There were victims last week as well and the week before that and the week before that. Well, I mean, no team other than Canberra has ever had to repeatedly suffer losing their marquee player to another club. No team's ever had to deal with that. Yeah, I, I can't Horrible. remember ever losing a player, hey? No, no, that's right. I mean, I, I can't either because, I mean, who'd want Tigers players? But, um, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, so condolences and great sympathies to, to Ricky Stewart. Um, I know you don't need them because Paul Kent stuck up your ass doing all that stuff for you anyway. Um, he likes it in there. Mm. Um, whenever Ricky Stewart comes out and starts, you know, his mouth starts moving and then, you know, poo starts to come out. Um, Paul Kent just turns up and just comes out with that drivel, with that verbal diarrhea and just makes it louder and repeats it, tries to make a point. He doesn't know what it is. But so long as he's supporting his damsel in distress, that's what matters. <laughs> It really is, hey. It's yeah. interesting because uh, much like when Newcastle lost a football game the other week and we needed to change, like, basically everything about the sport because of it, um, Canberra losing one player is a reason that the salary cap doesn't work anymore. Yeah, well, they need to change everything because, obviously, in, in the closest competition in the world and extremely close this year, it's pretty obvious the salary cap isn't working. That's right, because what, what is good for rugby league is, say, I don't know, maybe one team winning 11 straight premierships in a row. That's good yeah. for rugby league. Yeah, that would be much better. Um, or, you know, if that's a bit extreme, maybe just have four teams that have won the last 30 premierships. Maybe that's okay. Well, I saw some Canberra people saying, and, and you, we've talked about this, you can use stats to make any argument you want if you use them poorly. And they were saying that, you know, it, it, since the NRL began, and I think it's fair to say, talk about the salary cap since the NRL began, because before the NRL began, the salary cap wasn't really a modern salary cap. It was all over the place. And then Super League come along and the salary cap, you know, disappeared. But uh since the NRL began, only, you know, 
a certain number of teams had won 65% of the titles. And, and I was like, well, that's misleading because all but four teams have won the NRL since the NRL began. And one of those teams is the Dolphins, by the way. Like, Yeah, I mean, they haven't actually got to a final series yet because yeah. they're still in their first year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's a, you know, and when you look at some of the outlying performances that we've seen in the NRL, they've been backed by absolutely destroying the salary cap. You know, and you think of the 2002 Bulldogs who went on a ridiculous run and it turned out there were millions over the cap, which the cap back then wasn't that high, actually. And then you go to the Storm, you know, not too long afterwards and we're like, how did they have this amazing team? Turns out they had two sets of books and heaps of Harvey Norman vouchers. Um, And then, you know, I guess after that, it's been kind of smooth sailing. The only real times that we've seen success really being extended too much was the back-to-back that the Roosters won. And, you know, we saw their team get, you know, eventually a lot of players retired from that team and moved on to other clubs and things like that. And then the the Panthers now, and, and they're a bit of a weird situation because they had so many young players who were, you know, on their rookie salaries, basically, and, and they kind of built their their club they didn't have anyone that they they brought in from outside so the the crazy thing too about this panther side right because i think what we find in the the current game Mm. is if you play in two or three grand finals in in the space of a very short period of time Mm -hmm. you start to lose like either big chunks of your squad or you lose key members of your spine Mm mm-hmm and while Penrith have lost a few players, they've been able to keep the bulk of their squad together. Mm. And just as it looked like the Sutter Cup was going to bite and they're going to have to start losing a few more players, it got the biggest boost it's ever had in the last, what, 20 years or so. It's basically allowed them to keep the core of their squad together for even longer because they can just, yeah. they don't have to buy anyone in, just upgrade a bunch of contracts and keep everybody else there. And you'll have your odd. Um, player outside of the spine who you'd like to keep, but they're on big money, and you go, you know, we we can let this person go and get yeah. someone else to fill that boost. They may not be as good, but they're not going to be too far of a drop backwards, and the rest of what we do is not going to change that much. Yeah, and, and it, like, I mean, Cleary took unders to stay. Like, I think Nathan Cleary could have probably made another three or $400,000 a year if he wanted to, and there was definitely a, it seems like, from the outside at least, that there was an acknowledgement by a lot of players there that they're in a good situation. Uh, They've got a chance to build something really special and, you know, they could go elsewhere. I mean, you look at Api Corusau right now. He's earning more money than he would have got at Penrith. I wonder how much of it he would give back right now to be at Penrith, you know. Now, he might might say, look, I I want a premiership. I don't need it. But there are some players that they're just built differently. They, they've got a different mindset about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to, that's interesting is when you look at the Panthers, um, especially from the year before they, they made that grand final against the Storm, there are a lot of players that aren't there anymore. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite a big turnover. And then 
even when you look at the team that played against the Storm, there's quite a few players that aren't there anymore from that team. And, you know, we obviously lost Kickout from last year and Ampy Coruscant. They're two pretty big losses. And, you know, we're going to lose Crichton at the end of this year. Um, I mean, but then it's also, you know, you lost Burton as well. And I know yeah. he wasn't um, like a rock-solid key member of your squad there, but that, that last year he had there, I think he was filling in a bit and was absolutely fucking remarkable. He was killing it, yeah. He like, oh, did we really need to lose him? <laughs> yeah, and look, Dane Laurie's another one. He was he was in the mix with everything as well. And, and Speaking of, did you know the Tigers have just figured out that he was a 5'8"? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I him as a five eight years ago, and uh, anyway, it's just interesting now. And look, I'm not complaining about the salary cap because that's how it's supposed to work. If you win two grand finals in a row, don't cry about losing players. You know, it's like crying me a fucking river. But uh, the way that Canberra carried on this year, this these last few weeks, and, and it was funny because they said, you know, oh, he, Jack White, and he's going to test the the market. And we're going to let him test the market. It's really good. We're going to let him test the market. And he tests the market. And they said immediately, oh, we're going to make him a million-dollar-a-year player, which he is not a million-dollar-a-year player. He just isn't. Even at his best, he is not a million-dollar-a-year player. And then when he does choose to, to sign elsewhere, Canberra fucking howls about it and says the salary cap's broken, it needs fixed, blah, 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 blah. And it's just this loser environment that they've created down there under Ricky Stewart where nothing – they there is zero accountability at the Canberra Raiders. It's always some outside influences really trying to downtrod the Raiders. I even hear people saying like, oh, the NRL doesn't even market the Raiders. It's like, why would you market that shit? What have they done to be marketed? You know, and this is a team that we both remember. They were the glamour club in the NRL. They were on TV every week for a reason. They don't deserve it now, and they're still no, fucking crying about it. Oh, yeah. Massive, massive salt going on down there in Canberra. Um, the question now comes, they've freed up a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to buy for next year? It's a good question. If they, if it's true that they were going to spend $1.1 million on Jack Whiten, they should either be able to buy one really good marquee player or a couple of very solid, very good players that will boost their team and they need it. Their team's not that good. That's right. So I think they might need a half. You know where I'm going. Don't you fucking dare. They need it. They need, you know what? It's funny you say that because, I thought, I wonder if you know what Ricky Stewart's like. He likes to get a, a young halfback. Luke Brooks is a young halfback. He's only about 32 now. <laughs> and he likes getting them and thinking that he'll mould them into Ricky Stewart because that's what all great former players do. They all want to mould everyone into what they used to be mm-hmm. and in the process destroy them. Yeah. And part of me thought, man, I wonder if he, he starts thinking Luke Brooks. I can see something there. I reckon, he, I reckon he could legit be convinced. Yeah. I think a smart club would do it, right? I think a smart club would be able to talk Ricky Stewart into it. But it's the worst. I think it'd have to be one of the things where 
there'd have to be a player trade involved as well, and we'd have to take someone bad off his books. <laughs> Who would you want? It'd have to be Horsburgh, wouldn't it? Oh, no, he loves Horsburgh. So it's going to have to be someone else. Who would be a good player to get from? Like, you look through No, 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 it's not a good player. It's a bad player. He, someone he needs yeah. to get rid of. Um, but I think Crocker's out of contract at the end of this year from memory. So it's not like you could burn a year of him, you know. He's got he's got Jared Croker, Matt Frawley, Emery Gula, Albert Hopawati, Jordan Rapana. No. He, although Schneider. he feels like such a West Tiger, doesn't he? Rapana, yeah, Rapana's got Tigers written all over him. And yeah. they get him and put him at fullback, even though they've just uncovered a new young fullback. <laughs> Let's get Rapana in there. Either that or they put him at centre where, you know, his inability to tackle would be beautifully exposed. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's something there. Because this is the thing. The Tigers have got both Luke Brooks and Brandon Wakeham mm-hmm. off contract at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Dane Laurie's off contract at the end of the year. They don't have Adam Dewey playing at, at all next year. Mm-hmm. So all of their halves options, gone. Well, that, that's, it's, you know that's what? the thing, though. That, that's why I reckon there's no chance... The this Tigers is why we'll get rid of Luke Brooks. I'll hang on to him because I know they've got no other options. They're stuck with him. They got rid of Michael Maguire because they were not going to have the ability to sign marquee players. Okay. So yeah. Tim Sheens, you can be guaranteed right now that he's going to sign a marquee half that will lead the West Tigers going forward. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Good luck, right. Tim. A marquee half. Mm. Ooh, who's on the market? Let's see, let's see who's on the market. Is Cameron Munster still available? No, no. He signed a long deal. Josh Reynolds will be available. Josh Reynolds. <laughs> I can't believe he still plays first grade. Every time I see him running out, he's a fucking disaster. He's um, a fucking disaster on the field. Adam Clune. Adam Clune. Wow. Kyle Flanagan. Oh, Sean Johnson. Nah, I think Sean Johnson's going to retire. He was talk- he was talking a little bit during the week about RTS coming back to the Warriors and how exciting it is. And he was like, yeah, it's not going to really change what I do going forward, though. So I think he's going to retire. Man, if the West Tigers come along and they say, Sean, how would you like to be the first $2 million player in the NRL? And Sean goes, what have I got to do? And they say, turn up to training. You'll get picked. We, you know, we don't care what happens on the field. Well, it's not about results for us. What it's about is shifting gear. We've got to balance the books. We've got to have those profits. We need the dollars through the door. Just do some promo stuff. When No one cares about results on the footy field. Wing, schmitting, no one cares. Do you reckon that the Cowboys could convince either the Tigers or the Raiders to take Townsend for the rest of his contract. Because that would be a good move for the Cowboys. I think Townsend... No, I think the Raiders will go for a genuine old-school six, a ball-running six. Because they've got a halfback who can who can run the show on his own. So they need a good ball-running six. Okay, so, I've got something. I've got something. I just thought of something right mm-hmm. this, this minute. We understand the Canberra Raiders are a bunch of vindictive cunts, right? 
okay? And they kind of do it and no one cares about what they're doing because, you know, they're irrelevant. What if the Canberra Raiders think to themselves, let's strike a blow against one of our bitter mortal enemies? And they go to Jerome Luai and say, Jerome, do you want $1.2 million to become a Canberra Raider? Now, if, I think Jerome Luai, and you and me both feel as though he's underutilised at the Panthers, he, he should have a bigger role. And when he has a bigger role, he's a different player, right? Mm-hmm. $1.2 bucks a year, even as a Panther, I'm saying to Jerome Luai, mate, you really should think about taking that deal just because it's so good. He'd be a pretty good player for them as their main playmaker, and they, they'd strike a bitter blow against their enemies, the Penrith Panthers. I think he'd, he'd go into that role playing at six still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and would still he, he'd still get the same sort of service and support, basically, mm. from his halfback. And hear me out, okay, because he's not getting a great deal of ball delivered to him from his halfback. He's playing <laughs> genuinely left side of the field. Yes. Yeah. So he's not all the ball he gets isn't always coming from Cleary. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cleary does pop up on both sides of the field. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, I keep forgetting his name now, the Raiders halfback, he tends to be sticking more to the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Raiders play, they do have some good passing game amongst their forwards in the middle. So, Lillard be getting some good ball on the edges of the ruck out there, especially in second phase play. He wouldn't be too bad out there. It's more the options he's got outside him that's going to limit him. So mm-hmm. he's going to be forced to run a lot more than what he currently does. Yeah, no, look, I think giving him his own team, it'd be really good. I don't know that he would want to leave Penrith for that situation, especially the Raiders. Well, like, If that did happen, what would Penrith do? Who's going to be their six? Knowing that they've got a shit ton of money to spend then. Yeah, well, they would I mean, they'd that. probably have, what, 800k? It, it'd have to be close to that, right? Would they take Dane Laurie, put him at six? He'd be a, he'd be a, a cheap option to put in there at six. Yeah, and you'd probably save a few coins and he'd be... Wouldn't be that much of a drop in, in quality. He will be a drop in quality, but not that much. Like, there's no one that really stands out. For, and I, I haven't watched the Pen, Penrith Lowell grades um, this year in particular. So I, I don't know if we've got someone in the Lowell grades that's ready to step up. And we tend to have Lowell graders that are, are willing to step up and, and do the job. But, um, you know, that they're going to have there are points where they're going to have to make cuts to the team. And look, if Jerome Luai goes to the Panthers and says, I can make 1.2 million bucks at the Raiders. I don't really want to go, but man, I kind of have to. I think the the Panthers would be like, look, you've got our blessing. You know, it's, (laughs) he's won two premierships with them and, and, you know, you can't turn that sort of money down. Um, It's, it's interesting. It, having all of these teams that have all of this salary cap space, it's very interesting. Um, I mean, look, also, Moses and Boys off contract. Mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great news. <laughs> Kyle Flanagan. 
I always wonder about the the situations. Like, could you imagine if if Ben Hunt goes to the Dragons and says, "Listen, you can take a million bucks off your books." I'm at a point in my career where I I just want to do something a little bit different. And it frees up some money for the Dragons, who don't chase any players, by the way, which is interesting. But then Ben Hunt starts looking around at at what's out there for himself. And and does he end up taking – does he end up going to a Raiders? Or does he end up going to somewhere like the Dolphins? Or I I think if Ben Hunt decided to go on the market tomorrow Mm – it would be because he wants to win a premiership before he retires and money would not be an issue. I think he's probably thought to himself, I've got enough money now out of this rugby league game. Mm. I need to have something worthwhile I can look back on and go, I did that. And, and the, yeah, and they're the moves. And that's why the White one is interesting to me because White has, has thought to himself, and everyone knows the Raiders aren't going to, they're not going to win a premiership. And he knows that too. So he goes to that South team and all of a sudden he, he gives them a very big Santa pairing, you know, and he's playing alongside Latrell Mitchell, who he's very good friends with. And, you know, it's a South side that with him in the side and with a couple of veteran players, and they've talked about this, Cody, I mean, Cody Walker, what's he 32? He'd be going on 33 next year. I'm guessing you got Damian Cook, who, you know, we've talked about this. Hookers don't have very long careers. They don't, gen, you know, name all the 34-year-old hookers that were really good, not called Cameron Smith. Robert there Sarah. are, you know. That, <laughs> please. Um, it, it's so, there is a time limit on a couple of their very, very good players. And I think Cody Walker and, and Cook are playing really good right now. I'm not saying that they're on the wrong side of the hill or nothing. But they're, they're not getting younger now. That's where they're at now. Is it, you know, Walker's 33, Cook's 32. Mm. Even you look down further, I mean, Thomas Burgess is 31. Mm-hmm. Alex Johnson's 28. You know, it, those guys who have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, these guys who you just always thought of as being 24, 25 years old, you go, oh, shit, they're almost 30. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And look, hookers in particular, they fall off a cliff. Like, all of a sudden, they can't play. And it's it's shocking. Like, remember Danny Badiris? He was an all right player. And then all of a sudden, he couldn't play. Um, yeah, he, it just happened. When he came back to the game, it changed. And being, it was, because when he was at his peak, the game was all attack. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, a half-decent defender in those days, you stood out as being an unbelievable fucking defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, when he came back, and more so now, like defence is so important that if you're a half-decent good attacker and also a very good defender, your attack is what makes you stand out, not your defence. Mm-hmm. It's weird how it's done that that swing. Um, yeah, that, that's what caught Baderas out, is there was so much more emphasis on defence when he came back. And he wasn't expecting it to be that drastic a swing in such yeah. a short time. Yeah. And did a suit his style, so he struggled with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, it's weird because Cameron Smith is such an outlier. He, he's a little bit like LeBron James in that um, you, you've just got to put him to the side and then look at everyone else. Yeah. And, I look, and, that's the thing. Smith was always a very good defender first. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else just came after it. Like he picked up every other aspect of his game after that. But defense was the one thing that he, that was his baseline. That's the one thing he was always good at. Mm-hmm. Everything else, um, he developed, honed, improved, and grown all the attack stuff, um, leadership, everything like that. It all just came naturally to him just the more he worked on it, um, which is phenomenal to watch. Like most players are picked out because of what they do in attack, not what they do in defense, but he was the other way around. Yeah. It's it's interesting. All these player moves, I like the ones where it's you take a – like the, the Jack White um, scenario where you take a, a player that is a – could do something and, and you put him into a good team and it's like how's that going to work you know it's like if the panthers took a if the panthers used some we talked about this a little bit if they had a bit of salary cap space and they they just managed to get someone you know like if they lost jerome Lawai because another team comes in with a big offer for him and they managed to get ben hunt to play hooker like how would some I know I'm saying that's gonna happen, but how would that all work? You know, what would that look like? I yeah. like moves like that. And I think with the salary cap now being so high, it's twelve million, twelve and a half million bucks. Um, the top players are now on good money and it's just a matter of like, are they a million dollar player or are they a eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar player? And yeah, that's a lot of money, but you know, it, it they're no longer having to take gigantic pay cuts to to move around. And it's something we're going to see, you know, and it's something we've got to get used to. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. It's really interesting. It is. You know, it's the same thing with RTS coming back from Rugby Union. You know, if the salary cap's at 12 million bucks, you can say, hey, RTS, do you want 800 grand? And it not be this we've got to move players on sort of scenario. It's like, oh, yeah, we've got 800 grand to spend if he wants to come back. I don't know what he's coming back on, by the way, but I, I'm guessing it's not a, a small amount of money. Can I ask, based on some of the um, chat we've seen from the rugby union types of late on social media, yeah, are we assuming that RTS has now seen the entire world? He must have, hey. Yeah, it's interesting that the Australian Rugby Union are using the rest of the world in order to try and entice someone to come over and play their game in Australia. I know. See so yeah. the rest of the world. Do they not realise that rugby league players are getting paid several hundred thousand a year and if they want to go overseas, they, they can at any time they want because they're really well paid and they can afford it? Yeah, like, can you imagine... Like Nathan Cleary is a millionaire every single year, right? Ah, uh, but he can't afford to go to England. But but can you imagine the sort <laughs> like when if Nathan Cleary decides I'm going to go on a holiday at the end of the year, like if he doesn't even think about like for, it's it just is first class, okay? So that's the first thing. But can you imagine the hotels he looks at and <laughs> all he's doing? Okay, when he, it'd, be, it'd be great to have this freedom. But he just goes, okay, I'm going to go to you know. I'm I'm gonna go to France for a for a holiday, okay? Mm-hmm. So he just goes, right? He just goes click, 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 right, that's the tickets bought. Um which hotel looks best? This one looks pretty good, it's close to where I've got to go. Right, I bought that for let's go with three weeks. Bang, done. Yeah. And they say, How much that cost? I think of what's cost? 
Yeah, yeah, it must be like that. Like when a normal person puts a holiday together, they're like, oh, they'll feed us breakfast at this place. So is that worth the extra 10 bucks? Nah, we'll just go hungry. We'll skip breakfast, go straight to lunch. We'll get some fish and chips while we're out somewhere or something. Yeah, it must be just a completely different scenario, you know, and and these rugby union morons, they're they're like, oh, go and see the world. It's like, yeah, these people can see the world when they want. Fucking pretty well off. And who wants, like, the vast majority of rugby union, what are you seeing? You're seeing parts of New Zealand. You might go to South Africa. That's wonderful. Have you seen what's going on in South Africa at the moment? Let's oh, go to fucking Argentina. That's another wonderful place well, in look, the world. The, the thing that gets me about this whole see the world thing, the other one they said is, you know, I reckon this, I think one of the quotes was, I reckon if, if I, if we said to Nathan Cleary, you can wear a wallaby jumper and play against the British Lions, that'd be a pretty big offer they'd be having to pass up me. And you think, this is a kid who's only known rugby league. So for him, the whole glory and, you know, enticement of playing against the British Lions, which is a big thing in rugby union because the Lions only tour every eight years, so it doesn't happen very often. Is it eight years? I think it's 12 years, high. Hey? Uh, somewhere. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's rare that they come out. So it's it's an occasion thing. And that's a good thing that they have that. I wish Rugby League had something like that um, on the international stage. They don't. But, you know, that's fine. But if someone doesn't know how important that is to Rugby Union, then it doesn't it doesn't carry any worth or any value to that person. Yeah, like if if you don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck. That's right. It's like me saying, if I went up to a, a drug dealer and say, "Here, you can have all of my rugby league books, but they're going to cost you a million dollars because that's what they're worth to me," he's going to go, "I can't do shit with this," and just chucks them in the bin. You know, the value of something is only based on the people that you're selling it to. So yeah. if, if Nathan Cleary doesn't have any value, doesn't see any value in playing rugby union, and we'd know if he did because he'd be saying something about it or he'd have considered going over there. But he, I don't believe he's played any of it during his childhood. Pretty sure he's been a rugby league junior his whole life, has he well, not? My guess is, and I've said this before, I think all of the rugby league players, I think they were the best swimmers. They were oh, the yeah, best yeah. high jump. I think they did everything. I know that's how it was when I was at school. Like, you know, given that his his old man was a, a prominent rugby league player for quite a while, he's brought his you know his whole family is rugby league. He's got uncles that are former NRL players. You know, all he knows is rugby league. It's all he's grown up around. So it's of course that's all that's in his blood. What would you be singling him out? It's just to get headlines, and and it's working, and it's working because. Fucking morons in the rugby league media, and let's put ourselves wow. in it. We start talking about rugby union when these dumb fucks start saying, "Oh, go and see the world," and 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 stuff like this. Note who the joker is that runs rugby union in Australia. No one gives a fuck. Uh, I'll tell you who he is. Okay, he's a bloke that ran Channel Ten into the ground almost. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's him. He's there a good operator. Go. I've been told. There, there you go. Um. The, the media's been trying to tell us there's a code war going on. And as I've said on social media yesterday, it's not a war between two codes. It's verbal diarrhea between two arseholes, neither of which are as important or as brilliant as the overinflated egos have them believe they are. I had, and I'm not going to say names, I had a rugby league player manager like that tweet. Oh, really? Yeah. 
It's a former NRL player too. Well, well you know, the thing that gets me <laughs> is that, uh, and I think RTS showed this a little bit, because RTS, great all-round footballer, and he went across and he, he walked into the All Blacks team. It's not a shock. All the rugby league players walk into these international rugby union teams. But, and I don't watch rugby union, but my feeling is that there are, that there are, rugby union has positions that are a little bit more specialised, whereas a rugby league player is more of an all-round athlete. Um, and so it's almost like putting square pegs in round holes to a certain extent. Um so you get you look at a, an RTS when he's playing rugby league and he's he's roaming all over the field. He's coming into the back line. He's he's a very good athlete. Obviously, he's strong. He's fast. All that sort of thing. But then when you put him into a rugby union team, you're you're saying you've got a very specific role that we want you to do. Okay, and it is in this area of the field. It's in this position. You don't have the ability to freestyle from that role. And it's it's just not a real good use of the talent, you know? No. And it's a similar thing from a lot of rugby union types. Like, there's a reason why you don't buy rugby union forwards for a rugby league team, because it just doesn't fucking work, well, you know? They're just, the, the they've got piece. a different role. Yeah. Um. Some of the, in the past, some of the rugby union forwards would, could have worked in league, but it depends largely on their body size, their body shape, that sort of thing. So the more solidly built, I'm talking just straight up and down, you know, built like um, a current rugby league prop. Right, so not carrying extra weight, stuff like this. So they could be weighing about 110 kilos or so, but they're six foot two, six foot three. Those sort of guys, they could make the transition across to be a front rower in the league. But could they? they yeah, because most of the stuff they're doing is not too much different. And what it is, it's making I sure see. the body is able to do that body contact shit. I okay. think it is different. I think it's oh, no, no, very no. different. It's different. Okay, the one thing that's, that would be hardest for them is the endurance part of it. Okay. Exactly. That's the biggest part, but that wouldn't be too hard for them to pick up. Okay. The only problem is by picking that up, there's a risk you're going to lose a bit of that weight um, and that that muscle mass because you're going to start getting more cardio, that sort of thing. But the body contact stuff, the tackling especially, they would definitely be fine with. The one thing they would have to actually, no, the one thing they'd have to change is in union when they have the contact. The idea is you've got to get to the round. Get to the ground quick with your back to the um, try line that you're running towards, so you can get the ball out in the in the mall as quickly as possible, or in the ruck, sorry. Um, whereas in league, you kind of want to keep going and try and drive your head forward so that you're facing the right direction for a quick play of the ball. So you don't want to be trying to turn your back anywhere. That sort of stuff. Um, that would be pretty. That would be pretty tricky to get your muscle memory to change that part of the job. I remember... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, but I don't think it would be that hard for them to change. I think nearly every other position on the rugby field, other than, say, the wingers, maybe, would be much harder to change. 
Yeah, I think the wingers are a pretty easy transition um, yeah. from union to league because I think that union. We just got to tell them to stop kicking the ball. Yeah, I think that union wingers their their instinct is it's more rugby league's you know sort of game. It's all the other stuff that union wingers are asked to do. It's sort of unnatural to what a winger wants to do. Um, the fullback thing, I don't know that it's it works that well. Um, I think the forwards are completely different. I, I you know I remember Andy Farrell when he changed codes, and he was saying that the the difference. The easiest thing that he could say is, in rugby league, it's a game where you play upright. In rugby union, it's more of a horizontal game in terms of your body position. And and he had to, he found that that was a, a thing he had to change. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what I was getting at too. Plus, I think too for Farrell, he wasn't a big bloke. So he, he and he, it's kind of like Sonny Bill Williams, like he he's a good size for a, for a forward in the league because it's more cardio based. But when he went to union. We're playing in the centres, mate. Yeah, but the 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 position that he played in Union, you have to have size to you, you know. And and look, That's I'm right. talk, I don't fucking know how to play Union. I don't like the sport. I, I it's shit, right? So I'm not like an expert on this shit. But I think if you got the best rugby union forward with the best cardio in the world and put them in an NRL right game right now, they would be fucked. They would get so fucked so immediately. Um, do you want to bring a guest in? I'm fine. That, okay. that sounds good to me. And joining us now is special guest, Julie. Um, how are you doing, Julie? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, tell us about the Eels this year. Why do they suck? Why do they suck? Yeah. Because it's Parramatta. What more do you expect? This is what I've been saying for many years now. <laughs> I saw, I'm sorry, that that doesn't work. They're in a grand ready? final last year. Well, were they in that grand final ever at any point? They yeah. were more in that grand final than the Tigers were. See, the only re- only team you can say they suck because they are that team is the Tigers. They've got a decade of experience to prove it. Parramatta's yeah. always been playing finals footy, so why do they suck? <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't won a premiership in this century. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm still not buying it. I just want you to say it's because of Mitchell Moses. But I love Mitch Moses. Mm, no. Try again. We'll reintroduce you back into the conversation. <laughs> <and we'll> try <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah. Cut a mic. Cut a mic. It's it. Off. Off. <laughs> Where's that blacklist? Oh, I'm sorry. Love Mitchell Moses. Why? Is it because of his dreamboat eyes? Exactly. And he's got Help. a hot ass. You know me so well. <laughs> and those are just my reasons for liking him. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, have you got something to tell us? What's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, you know, do the whole yin and yang thing, all the hatred for for his uncle. I'm trying to balance with so much love for Mitch. Okay. It's not working. Look, he's played all right so far this season, but he's, he's due to drop off, you know. And he only drops off for the last, I don't know, 28 weeks of the rugby league season. So He's usually good 
up until the point he gets mentioned in a short list of about you know the five five possible halves options that New South Wales could have. And as soon as his name gets added to that list, he turns to shit. Yeah, it's really weird, huh? Yeah, so that's probably about another week or two away. You know the player for and sorry about we've brought Julie on and just started hammering the eels <laughs> out of nowhere. It's really that's right. weird. Um you know the the player that gets me is is Dylan Brown for the Eels. Now he's a good defender, but for the last and it's coming up on a year now, he's played really really poorly in attack. And you know we saw that at the end of last year where he didn't offer too much in attack. And then in the World Cup, and I can't remember who it was. There was someone on Fox Sports said he played well in the World Cup. He was abysmal at the World Cup. He was terrible, absolutely terrible in the World Cup. Um, and then he started this year and he's just not been good in attack once again. And they're paying him big money. Like he needs to step up. Yeah, he's been yeah. struggling a bit. Yeah, I think it all comes down to his very terrible nickname that they've got up on the Eels website. What is it? Dillbags. His name's Dillbags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they've changed it, but for, oh, yeah, for wow. a long time it was Dillbags. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just picturing a blokey on on his time off. He's wearing like a um a big trench coat. When he opens it up, he's just got bags of like garden herbs, <laughs> some, like some dill. I've got some oregano. They call it oregano in some places. I don't I don't know. My my mind went to a much worse place than that. Dill bags. Yeah. Fucking hell. See, that's oh, yeah, that's a, a terrible that you didn't know. They've they've made no effort whatsoever over there at Parramatta. I'm I'm surprised they didn't just call him Brownie. Dill bags. Yeah. Nah, Isn't I mean, wouldn't Brownie be uh Nathan Brown, the the forward that's I'm still waiting to turn up and worry fucking Nathan. No, he's, he's not these are the roosters now. Uh, he's, uh, that's right, he moved yeah. to the roosters. So so Dill bags can now be he can now be the Brownie. He can be Brownie. <laughs> Maybe they just call him Brown Bags. Is that better? No, because he doesn't play for Storm. That's fair. All the Roosters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should have maybe, said maybe, like maybe Brownie just stays as Brown Bags. Oh, man. Deal Bags. That's that's bad. It's a shocker. That um, almost sounds like bullying, to be honest. No wonder he's not playing well. He's been bullied. <laughs> You know, I was thinking the other week, um, I saw a player get hit in the head and just immediately everyone starts talking about Falcons. And it's interesting how every so often there's something added to like sports vernacular that just sticks. And for whatever reason, the Falcons stuck. Yeah. And like it, it goes across, like if you say there's a Falcon in Super League, they know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. If if you go to a rugby union match and you say, oh, there's almost a falcon there, they know what you're talking about. It's kind of amazing that that is it, it is it caught on so quickly, and <laughs> from such a silly situation. <laughs> so, what you reckon, Dillbags might be the next one? Dillbags could be the next one. <laughs> it's, I feel like Dillbags is. Dillbags is what you get. Dillbags is what you carry 
Yeah, you know when you go to Canberra and you go to the area where it's got all the fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you walk yeah. out of there and you're like, oh, I had f- fucking went in there, spent a grand. I ended up walking out with fucking eight dill bags. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking funny. <laughs> this better be worth it. What's that area called again? Um, Fishwick. Fishwick. Yeah. 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 We've only heard of it. Yeah. We've, we've never been there. We've only heard of it. I, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, to, I was trying to save your ass there. No, they've, it's good. They've got uh, they've got a bunch of of sex shops and some some like uh, markets. They've also got a strip club there. I'm not a strip club person, so I didn't go to the strip club. Just let that silence say the answer there. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of truth being carried in that silence there. Yeah. So, um, Julie, what did you think of the news this week that uh, what's his face is moving from the Raiders to the to South Sydney, Jack Whiten? Well, everyone tries to get out of the Raiders the minute that they can. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me. Does anyone and remember why when? He? I was gonna say, does anybody remember when Tedesco got out of there before he even got in there? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I was brilliant. That. I was back when he was at the West Tigers the year before he went to the Roosters. He signed a deal to go over to Canberra, and then Robbie Farris said, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And he's gone. Do you know what, Robbie? You're probably right. I'll stay at the Tigers. And then that, a year later, was... he's gone. Oh, I think I'll go to the Roosters now. <laughs> That was a flimsy signature, wasn't it? Uh, they just needed someone going, are you sure? And he's like, fuck, I don't know that I am, hey. <laughs> it's like someone was holding his hand, forcing him to sign it, and he's going, can I just have like a rate check on this just to be on the safe side? Do we have to? Please. <laughs> and then you there was the... already. I feel bad and dirty already as it is. Then there was the last time Anthony Milford made any impact on rugby league was when he scampered the fuck out of Canberra as soon as he could to went up to Brisbane. Mind you, I think Canberra probably looked back on that and go, we complained at the time, but probably not so bad. But, that, but that's the thing. At the time, they were howling about that I as know, well. I know. I know. Well, that's because they were the only person to lose a player at that time. Yeah, true. true. And the, Is there anything they don't complain about? No. Nothing. They didn't complain. Oh, they might have complained about the snow because they lost, I think. Did Canberra uh, lose in the snow? I think so. Wow. That was against the West Tigers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think they did. I can't remember. I didn't watch it. Usually whenever the Tigers come up against Canberra, it just means Canberra's going to put on 50, so I, I don't watch those games. Yeah, but It was a while ago. It was back when, when Lincoln Withers was the, was the halfback for the Tigers. Yeah, I, I I did watch that game, uh, and it's like it was just interesting because of the snow. That was it. Yeah, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. So, what have you been up to lately, Julie? Um, have you been yeah. abusing anyone on social media? No, no, uh. not not yet. I'm just freaky, but you know. <laughs> have you been blocked by anyone in the mainstream media on social media? No. What are you doing? I haven't been blocked by anyone. 
Oh, look, you know, I'll go, she, I'll go and block you to get the ball rolling. Get him off by Phil Gould. That seems to be easy. Yeah, that'd be really easy. Just go on Twitter right now, right? And just the at Phil Gould, whatever the fuck his thing is. Hey, I've got a better idea before you yeah. say that. Yeah. Give us your login details. We'll do it for you. <laughs> actually, I would give you them if I actually knew them, but I just stay logged in, so. Uh, that old chestnut. But yes. Go on, Freaky. What would you do to get blocked by Phil Gould again? Just all, all I would say, try and do, try and have the softest blocking ever, which is going to be really easy against Phil Gould. Just say, like, at Phil Gould and say, I don't agree with a lot of, no, not even a lot. I don't agree with a small minority of things that you say. <laughs> See if that's enough to get blocked. I called him out on hypocrisy once, and that was enough. Yeah, I didn't. I've never talked to him, and I got blocked. So I don't know. It's weird. Wait, so let's let's live do this. What am I okay. writing? Okay. 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 Do, do, say. Okay. Say this. Say. Why are you such a? <laughs> Hi, Phil. I really like you and your commentary, and I can't wait to see all of the amazing things you do at the Bulldogs. I don't agree with everything you say, though. <laughs> see, see if two positives and yeah. one negative is enough to get blocked. And that's that's I mean that's mild. That's pretty mild, yeah. That that's been that's been very gentle. Yeah, like you, yeah. you're not even that that's not even abrasive. No, no. There's there's no abrasion on that whatsoever. I'm still just trying to find him on Twitter. What Phil if you'd Gould. already been blocked? That'd Phil be... Gould, 15, because he's, he's up to the 15th account that he's deleted and recreated. <laughs> oh, so, so that actually is him. Yep. He's got a big blue tick as his, uh, okay. as his picture thing. I don't know why. He wants everyone to know he's verified. <laughs> like, that's something important. I was thinking, though, do you reckon we should verify the podcast account just to make people upset? Because <laughs> that's um, the only reason I would I would want. And look, you, you know my thoughts on, on that sort of stuff, but that's the only reason I would want to be verified on Twitter is just because I know that people would be like, oh, why the fuck is he verified? Problem is, I think everybody knows that when you've when you paid for it, I think it comes up a different colour. So they just still go, oh, you've got that verification. Mm. Okay. So I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Besides, it's now cool not to be verified. Well, I just, the thing that I liked about the verified accounts that it was mostly journalists. And so whenever one come up into my timeline, I just blocked it. I didn't care where they were from, who they were. Like I've blocked people that are journalists in fucking like Mudgy and Broken Hill and stuff for the ABC. <laughs> <laughs> like I would just block a journalist. I don't need their shit in my timeline. <laughs> journalists okay, so, and journalists and politicians. Okay, so, so what am I writing here? Okay. Hi, Phil Gould. Hi, Phil Gould. I love everything you do. Okay. Um. Uh, what could you say? Don't uh, <laughs> we got to? You got to try and be subtle. 
Love everything you do. You do, and what you've been doing at the Bulldogs. And what you've been doing at the Bulldogs. <laughs> um, uh, not a fan of the commentary. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah no, I'm pretty okay with saying that. However, yeah, I don't. Not a fan of the commentary, but everything else is awesome. Not really. Yeah, but between Freaky and myself, you. we can manage about 17 different Twitter accounts. We're going to retweet the fuck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't. No, we got to leave it. Yeah, that's right, I know. Yeah. We're not going to um, falsely elevate this. No, no. We're just going to let, just going to let social media and nature run its course. Okay, I feel good. I love everything you do and what you've been doing at the Bulldogs. However, I'm not really a fan of your commentary, but love everything else that you do. <laughs> that's that's 100% going to get you blocked. And if it doesn't, we we have to step it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> Next, but I want I want to make sure like we we step it up in the most mildest fashion possible. Like every time, it just gets the tiniest bit. More sinister. And so in about 17 years' time, you just you just outright just call him a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you block me, asshole? <laughs> See, I don't know how to step up in those increments. No, no. <laughs> my, my, we'll, we'll call on you when it comes to the, <laughs> the big step at the end. But yeah, it's just, you know. Just unleash. My next one would just be like, cunt. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You might put a full stop at the end of it. Okay. I'll hashtag NRL just to make sure that other people see it. I think now, that that's fair. You, you've been a, you're a big fan of everything else he does, just not a fan of his commentary. That's fine. I, I see here you, you made a tweet a couple of days ago saying you were working on your project. Yes. Working How'd that go? Did, how'd you go with that? Pretty good. I've got uh, two projects going right now. Two. Mm. Can you tell us one. about them? Well, one one's finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freaky does know about this. Um, one is I was sick and tired of seeing like you know top twenties and top fifties and of NRL players. Oh yes. So I ranked every single player. So top three hundred and forty odd. Um, 379, but I think there's actually 380, so I'm missing someone. <laughs> uh, there's, there's been a few a few players starting this year. So you, yeah. you rank them all from what, yeah. best to worst? Yeah. That's, there's currently 407 registered for this year. Oh, really? Yeah, so you've got a little bit more work coming up. <laughs> yeah, she's thinking, oh, I've I done that job. I'm going, nah. <laughs> Still more to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be... work. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Here I am thinking I've just missed one person. No, no. no yeah, actually, no. no, no it's, it's, there actually has been 409 players so far this year oh. that have played at least one game. See, this no. is why, like Andrew, no one can crush someone's hopes and dreams like Andrew can with some stats, eh? It's, it's just what I do. Yeah, it's what great. Do. Yeah. 
Do you know um, what? He would have said, you know, actually there's 600, and I would have been like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> no, no, that, that's, in, that's if you go into Super League. It takes about two, maybe three games for to get to 600 players. No, I'm not doing so that. Halfway through round one, bam, 600. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you could do... You could just do the whole list of all rugby league players for 2023, male and female. That'll keep you busy. I tell you what, that would be a hell of a hell of a list. I want to see that list. I'll leave oh. it with you. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I, I'm here to help. Yes, help or help. Just help. Yeah. You know, and we can we can incorporate it into uh, into my project. <laughs> Lovely. We put a, a breaking on there. So, according to Julie, if you don't agree with this, here's her email address. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fine. No. We've got we've got those on the website. We've got that on the website for um for Freaky. Every time there's something on there that you know we put a little bit of opinion on there. If you don't agree with this opinion, this is Leak Freak's email address. <laughs> That's why he's got all that much spam. Yeah, I do. <laughs> got a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that was my one controversial um project. Mm-hmm. And my other project is I'm starting a league magazine. Ooh. Pick- that's exciting. For kids. For kids. Mm. Yeah. That's brilliant. So how you going with yeah. that? How's how's that progressing? Um, I've done three pages. That's three pages more than I've ever done on a rugby league magazine for kids. Yeah. So thumbs up to you for that one. That's brilliant. Is it going to be like a, a weekly thing or monthly or? Um, ever thought that far ahead? No, I was, I was hoping like monthly, but it's probably going to be like quarterly. <laughs> That's fine. They are um Yeah, at this stage, yeah. They can be demanding that's, that's for sure, putting all that content together. Yeah. Like least just... probably a good way to do it too, 'cause it, it like that way you could it gives you time to distribute it and stuff like that and you know, I, I think quarterly's good for it. Yeah, like um it's it's basically my idea is like, you know, put some like, you know, some jokes in, like, you know, put some important dates like you know like you know when is origin like or anything like you know that's happening in the rugby league world um like you know things that are happening around all the different states international do a bit of history let kids like you know even do their own blog drawings pictures you know photos whatever they want like you know they get to submit things as well that's very yeah, and, cool. Yeah, and, like, you know, just have, like, a little help section as well. Like, you know, for people who are, like, new to getting into it, like, you know, one of the things I've got so far is what does wooden spoon mean? And the it's another word West Tigers. West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> See, we know. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're experts. Exactly. But, yeah, little things like that, like, because I'm seeing, like, you know, my son, he's just starting, like, he plays his first game next weekend. And there's, like, there's little things that he doesn't know. Well, there's a lot of things that he knows, but little things like that. Be like, 
things that we just take for granted, like, you know, because we've been watching it for so long, and you get those questions of like, what does that mean? Like, hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know on my website I had like a rugby league dictionary for that sort of stuff, but it, it definitely wasn't something that should be reprinted in a children's publication. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. definitely not. So, so you're doing all the work yourself, or you got some some people assisting you with this? Uh, so far, it's me. Gee, wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah, unless there's anyone else who wants to get involved. Well, you know, you never know. I know some people. You know any kids that want to get involved as well? Do you ever see their own things in a? I only I only know of my as as you know as a parent, okay. I only know of my own kids. Yeah. Everyone else is children. This is the view of every parent. Everyone else's children, assholes. But your own kids, yeah. perfect. Exactly. Yep, see? It's just it's a parent thing. You walk yeah. around the shops and you just look at all these other kids crying and you go, Yep, that's shit parenting. My kids yep. don't do that because they're perfect. Yep. See? <sighs> There we go. That's my flex. <laughs> That's how we do it. Freaky knows it's like. He takes his cat for a walk. His cat doesn't go complaining. No, nah, my, my cats are inside cats because I think that they, they just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they tend to do. Yeah. Do you walk yeah. your cats? No, nah, of course I don't. What type of crazy person walks a cat? <laughs> yeah, there are crazy people that walk cats. I, I, if, yeah, I mean, I could probably walk mine to be honest. I don't even walk my dog. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. got its own legs. Well, it's you know, it's a little French bulldog, so you know, she's got little legs and she runs around. She's good. She's fine. She's healthy. Banging holes <laughs> in walls. Well, the thing is, like. You got to realize, I grew up in Western Sydney, right? And so, any time, like as a kid, you leave the house and you travel down any road that's not your own, you got to be wary of a dog running out. Okay, so you got to be able to leg it or ride your bike quicker. So the thought of walking my dog down streets is just horrifying because, you know, if a dog comes out, I'm going to fight it. Yeah, and plus it, it's just a magnet for other dogs to come out. Exactly. You don't need that. No, no. Yeah. So, no, that, that's that's a fair call. I'm surprised, though, because I thought you grew up in Wales. No. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep trying that one. No. No? <laughs> Imagine growing up in Wales. It's like, what was it like growing up in Wales? Well, it was fucking cold and there was lots of sheep. <laughs> Congratulations. That's not too much different to where I grew up. Um, <laughs> I, I was just going to let you know, you know, um, Julie was telling us before about how she's ranked all the NRL players? Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to go and branch out and do all of the players that have played so far this year around the country, mm. currently on Rugby League Project, we have 2,649 players so far this year. Wow, is that in every level? Yeah, so that's the... Women's competition in Australia and uh, the UK, and the three grades over in the UK, and the NRL, New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup here. 
and that's all, and also the international games. Twenty six hundred, and it's going to grow because the NRL women's players aren't in there yet. Not all of them, anyway. Hey, did you see that the uh, England Rugby League? Um, yes. <laughs> they they basically. Uh, how would you describe it? They did their we'll put it big, into Australian terms. Yeah, they're going to Bunnings. Yeah, they basically did their big press conference announcing their test team at a uh, Bunnings. It was a, a you know, what do you call it? A retailer for tools and Sel- shit. Selco. Is that I can't remember what the name of the place was. I think it's Selco. I saw different opinions. Some people were saying, "Look, it's a it's a good thing because it's a big." Um, corporation that's on board. I saw other people said it, it's a amateur sort of thing. I look. I think it, if a company wants to um, be a sponsor, that's fantastic. But it doesn't necessarily mean you go to their place to to announce your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't be going to some business to promote a international rugby league game, no. especially not one that just does hardware. Yeah, yeah. I get it that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, that place is pretty um, integral to a lot of football grounds because they used to have to patch them up every every second week to make them, you know, safe to sit in. Still have to in Wakefield. <laughs> there's, there's been some pretty horrible looking grounds in the, in the 70s and 80s, my God. In Wakefield now. <laughs> That's right. So I, I get that, but I mean, geez. They used to have some fucked up facilities that just like it. It was probably dangerous to play at, and no one wanted to be there. Like Wakefield now. <laughs> well, that's just still kicking goals. That one. Yeah, yeah. Except not like Wakefield because they don't score to kick goals. <laughs> I feel like I've missed something with this Wakefield. <laughs> Basically, Wakefield sucks. Yeah. Wakefield. No, no, I got that. Yeah. Wakefield's the only place that I've been to, right, where I got there and I was like, oh, I'm walking past an open sewer, right? And then I realised, no, that's just what the whole place smells like. (laughs) That's nasty. Yeah. I hope no one from Wakefield's listening to this. Ah, who gives a fuck if they are? To be honest, you you probably promote it to the Wakefield people and make sure they do hear it. What are you going to do, Wakefield? (laughs) Nothing. Just wait till they win the premiership. They come over and they beat the Panthers in the World Club Challenge. It's going to fucking happen. <laughs> Couldn't beat a fucking egg. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that, that was that was interesting. Mm. That's how much England wants to um, promote and show how much they care about international rugby league. We're going to go to a tool shop and not even give people sausages on bread. No. There's not even a vending machine there. Remember the World Cup and the World Cup legacy? No. Well, Jeez, they they said that, that, that they that had the World Cup. Itself in my mind. Well, what was the World the, Cup legacy? They had the World Cup, right? Yeah. And they were like, it's going to be a World Cup legacy after it. It's going to be a World Cup legacy. That's why we have the World Cup. When the fuck does Australia play next? Or New Zealand? Or Samoa? Or Tonga? When, when does everyone play next? There's no fucking legacy from it. We just all stop. Isn't it June or July or something? I legit don't know. Let's have a look at the ridiculous International Rugby League website and see if they've got a uh, a schedule. 
Oh, they've got the road to France confirmed on there, the world qualifying process. We don't play in that, though, do we? They disqualify so many teams out of that that, like, basically end up seeing fucking Greece play in Ukraine and shit like that. So current year, we've got an international coming up on the March the 13th between Greece and Serbia. That, That seems to be it. Is there nothing else on here? No World Cup legacy. There's, uh, I'm clicking all of the options and nothing else is coming up. Yeah. Representative match. Surprise, no. surprise. Interna- Remember all those fucking people from the International Rugby League who were out there getting their attention during the World Cup? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, so in the men's one, it's just that one game for the entire year on their website. It's Greece versus Serbia, May 13th. Brilliant. I mean, I'll do my best. I mean... Yeah, I've, I don't see why I should I should be able to not watch that game. I love watching the rugby league. I don't care who it's between, so I'll watch. But if the, is that all they've organised? Well, I mean, the, that, NRL, the NRL's organised more international games than that. <laughs> it's just amazing that they all spurk about it during the World Cup and then it, after the World Cup, nothing happens. Nothing. Okay, I for just, the World I'm, Cup... Australia, England, Fiji, Lebanon, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and Tonga automatically qualified because they reached the quarterfinals in 2021. Yeah, that's ridiculous if you ask me. Um, Brazil would join Canada, Jamaica, and the USA in the 2023 America's Championship. And uh, what else is there? Asia Pacific will have six births. Europe will have six births. The Americas will have two births. Wow, it's like a child board here. Middle East Africa will have one birth. The 16th will be awarded to the winner of an inter-regional rapid charge between the Cook Islands and the winner of the 2023 MEA Cup contested by Ghana and Nigeria and South Africa. How many uh, places does uh, Asia have? Six. What do you mean? Asia Pacific will have six places. Europe will have six places. The Americas will have two. No, no, the, the Pacific is a different region. There's there's Asia and then no, 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 Asia Pacific. It's only, you can't just do they can't just do Asia Pacific. Right, they have been their entire time. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so they'll have six. Europe so have basically, six. an an Asian team won the last World Cup in Australia. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so there will be six. Asia-Pacific teams um, allocated, and they've already been automatically qualified because <laughs> mm-hmm. Australia, Fiji, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and Tonga made the semi, uh, made the quarterfinals. That's six teams. So there is no qualification tournament. Not, in, not down here, no. That's so fucking. Uh, that's so international <laughs> rugby league. Oh. So England, Lebanon are the only two that have been automatically entered from Europe. So it would be four European teams to come in, two American teams, and one African team. Yeah, didn't all those Europeans show us how they can play rugby league? Yeah, and there's a fair chance that the Cook Islands could get in as well because they they play the winner of some inter-regional repercharge round. Because they're the only Pacific 
nation that was in the World Cup that hasn't automatically qualified. So they're just tacked on the end. Yeah. Somewhere else. <laughs> it's it it's so frustrating. And you know the thing is, all of those fucking people that got up during the World Cup and they're like, oh, I'm I'm the really important person in the room. They all just disappear until there's another event on and they can get their free hotel rooms and their free fucking tickets to the game and they go and stand in front of the cameras and pretend they had something to do with the whole show. Yeah. The thing I like about this uh, this article too, I'm going to have to show it to you, man. It's great. It's got a picture on there with the mm-hmm. Princess of Wales. And she's like front and centre. She's holding an umbrella. I think she was at the rugby league thing. And so the caption says, IRL chair Troy Grant with her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales. He's blurry in the background. Okay, clear two steps, three steps behind her. He's oh, not really? with her. He's behind her. They're I not just talking love... to one another. She's looking somewhere else. She she doesn't even know he's there. But Troy apparently Grant he's is... with. Troy Grant is the perfect person to be leading the International Rugby League because he just does nothing. I don't know who he is. He just does nothing. I've done stuff with the International Rugby League. I've never heard of him. Yeah. But there you go. Um, France also automatically qualifies because they're hosting the next World Cup until some point that the English Rugby League decide to take it off them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be like they're hosting it. They they have four of the games there. Oh, probably three. You <laughs> want like three. Um, is Julie going to go to the next World Cup? No. Oh, come on. We need someone to take us over. It's in France. You can't see parts of France that are beautiful. Yeah, but travelling with two young kids, no thank you. What if you're a rugby union fan? You could see the world then. I <laughs> uh, see. It's, a too, it's an offer too good to refuse now. Yeah, but still not travelling with like a two-year-old. It's two-year-old now, isn't it? Yeah, nearly. Yeah, yeah it'll be four by the time that comes around. That's yeah, different. The thing you've got to keep in mind, Andrew, is by the time the the Rugby League World Cup comes around in France, Julie expects to have another couple of kids. No. You do. You've no. said. You've said no. you want to have more. No. Your own football team. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> it's, it's everyone's goal in life. Um, what else has been going on? Do we want to? Do we dare go through the uh, the tipping competition? Oh, the one that you're going so great at. Do you know what? I'm getting better, all right? And I'm not doing it intentionally. I've just been really lazy, but I've not put any tips in for two weeks. So I'm hoping that that's at least helped Freaky move up the ladder a bit because I know I was in front of him before that happened. No, because he didn't put in his... I'm assuming you did put your tips in for tonight because... No, I've not done tips. Yeah, I've not put tips in for... I know the last two rounds at least. Yeah, I was... uh... I was about 20 minutes into the match and I thought, yep, I I, I felt like it was going to go this way. Ah, oh, I didn't put my tips in. Great. Yeah, let me have a look in here. Mm. Round eight. Auto away tip. 
Oh, right. So I'm getting something right on here. Oh, that means I tipped the Tigers last week. Well, that's just not right. So I've just looked on the Fergo and the Freak tipping competition. Okay. Terry is leading. Terry, 1993. He's leading the competition. Uh, Brisbane Spoon is second. Bree Cheese, 2000, is third. Eels Dance Mum is fourth. Bullshit. I'm mm-hmm. serious. Yep. And I had a shocking week last week. <laughs> says fourth on the ladder. Wow. I'm looking at it now. Fourth. Okay. In the top 50, let me just do a um, search for, say, freak. Ah, uh, no. Okay. We'll go to the next slide. Yeah, I'm just a little bit back. He's 88. back, actually. Yeah. You're 88. I'm a legend. You're, you're only two ahead of me, and I've not tipped for two and a half weeks. I know this is the <laughs> worst tipping. Re- this is the worst tipping I've ever done in my life, but wow. quite so far. How many people? We've got 103 people in here. I'm still seven ahead of the worst. Okay, well that's now my goal. How long's going to take me to not tip to finally get to last place? <laughs> <laughs> I pick my, my, you know, the margin you pick on there. Mm -hmm. I'm confident mine's the worst because I always make it a goal of mine to make that the one thing I'm always the worst at. Yeah, I've got the worst there. Mine's pretty good. Mine's at 61. That's got to be one of the best ones going through here. Mine's 172. 61's second best. Who's got the best? Entertain House is at 58. Yeah, it looks like an Eels fan, Entertain House. Yeah, we can't, I, have, it, we can't have an Eels fan on the top of the ladder. It just doesn't seem right. Well, we can. It feels <laughs> right at this point of the year. Wait until we get to September, you know. This is this is true. This is true. Um, yeah. Look, I, I'm 11 behind Julie, who's in fourth place. So I I can still make a comeback. I'm better at the end of the year. That's for certain. That's a lot of work to make up, man. It is. It is. Uh, that's a lot to make up. Um, Julie, were you aware of what the Tigers did with their uh, Anzac commemorative jumper? Yes. What yes, do you think? Is. What do you think they would do when it comes to their women's in league one? I'm thinking they'll have a picture of Caitlyn Jenner on there. I was going to say, what have they done now? Well, I haven't had a chance yet, but you know, I was just thinking like that. It's, that's the next, ju- you know. It's, themed round coming up. There's got to be some unique way that they fuck that up and then blame someone else for it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the worst thing that they could do, but they'll do that. It's not so much the worst thing. It's more just the dumbest thing. Yeah. Like, what's the dumbest thing you could think of putting on a football jumper? Because there's a fair chance Justin Pascoe's listening. He, he needs ideas. He doesn't have any ideas of his own. He's an idiot. Well, most likely there's there's got to be pink involved. No, that's too obvious. Can't what, have that. But what if what if they go too far? So what if they do like all frilly patterns on it and love hearts and stuff like that? And it's like what's the doily? Hell? Like <laughs> put like, a vacuum cleaner on the front. What? 
<laughs> yeah, vacuum cleaner on the front. Yeah, just something, something just going way too far where they're like, oh, what, what do women like? You know? Oh, they'll probably be sponsored by like you know a kitchen appliance. Yeah, Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> they just have little ironing boards all over. It. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Oh, the cheer girls will all come out. The cheer, cheer girls will all come out wearing like a, a maid's outfit, but they won't be won't be sexy. It'll just be a big apron, and they'll be coming out with sandwiches for everyone. <laughs> 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 the advertising for the game, ladies, please bring a plate. <laughs> oh, it, it's got to be something bad. Mm. There's a few ideas for you, Justin. Looking I wonder up. if the uh, NRLW celebrates women in league round. Do they celebrate men in league round? That's a good question. I don't know. They are women in league. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, do they just call it round? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. Mm, mm. Um, Sponsored by we... Dillbags. <laughs> Dillbags for all your needs. Who wouldn't? Speaking of deal bags, yes. Should we have a look at the rest of the games for this week? Yeah, let's go through them. Okay, deal bags is taking on the Knights tomorrow night. Well, I mean, they should beat the the Knights. They will. So, how much will the Knights win by? Six. I, I can't tip the Knights. I got Don't, zero faith in them. I, I can't tip anyone. That's probably why I stopped tipping. <laughs> I'm going to let the fate of the away team take over there. I, I think the Eels will win by 12. On paper, the Eels should win this by 300. That's what I'm thinking. They won't win by as many as they should, you know? It'll be by one point in golden point. Yeah. How confident are you, Julie, that the Parramatta Eels will beat the Knights? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being it's a lock for a win and 1 being West Tigers. Three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm never confident of a Parramatta win. Is is there a team that Parramatta plays against that you hate watching play them play the most because you feel like they're definitely going to lose? Tigers. Get out of here! But that, that's just embarrassing when it does happen. But you don't <laughs> lose to the Tigers that often. Oh no! Um. Panthers is always hard to watch because, you know, it's going to be like, you know, a really close game. Like, if Parramatta show up. Yeah, see, as a Tigers fan, I'm not worried about Penrith. We we beat them like every second year. It's no drama. They're, they're walking the park. It's just every other team. <laughs> <laughs> but mind you, we do have to play Penrith during Origin. I, I didn't say believe, that. I can't believe Julie got my team's name wrong. She called them Penrith. We're daddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, next game is going to be a cracker too. Broncos and Rabbitohs. Broncos. Yeah, I I tip. Oh, Who do I tip in this one? I think I tip the Rabbitohs. Um, I'm going. I'm going south. Yeah, I I I don't know why. I just lean towards the Rabbitohs a little bit. Oh, I reckon I'm going I'm, Broncos because it's in Queensland and they've got Adam Reynolds. 
yeah, look, that's that's fair enough reason. Um, How's about this for a start? <laughs> this is a legit start. Since 2018, Souths have won 24 of their 28 games played in Queensland. Wow, that's incredible. I don't like that stat. Mm, change your tip. <laughs> that's amazing. What, is, what have I got here for the Eels one? The Eels have won their last five games against the Knights. So has everyone. The Knights' last 30 games have seen them win just seven games mm-hmm. with an average losing margin of 11 points. Need to change the whole competition table. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. Um, okay, Raiders versus Dolphins. I tipped the Dolphins, hey, because I the would. Raiders have zero constitution. Well, the Raiders have never beaten the Dolphins either. That's true. Dolphins are I, undefeated against the Raiders. I went Raiders because it's in Canberra and it's cold. It's not in Canberra. It isn't? No, it's at, it's at Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga is like, if you, if you took Canberra, right, and you took away any civilization, that's what Wagga Wagga is. Business, jobs. Class. It's your now. part of the world, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's oh, where I was shit. born. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nailed me in one. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, nothing good's ever come out of Wagga Wagga. <laughs> yep. Still waiting on it. <laughs> um, they've got a nice shooting club, though. Oh, man. State of the art. <laughs> Guess how many people wanted it? Just, one. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke who was banking the Premier. Um, Allegedly. Jeez. No, no. They were, they were getting it on. Oh, yeah. They were. In the gun club. Getting their shots away. Um, Wayne Bennett coach sides have won 21 of 30 matches against Ricky Stewart coach sides. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty one-sided. You're just trying yeah. to get me to change it to Dolphins, aren't you? I'm just I'm just spitting facts at you. That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, Give us something I, yeah, for the... Yeah, they're going Dolphins on that one. Okay. Give us something for the Seagulls and, and Titans, because I tipped... I actually think I tipped the Titans because I hate myself. The Titans have won just nine of their last 38 games in New South Wales. Fuck. Gold Coast's last 23 games has seen them concede 669 points, which is 29 points per game on average. Fuck. And this will be Manly's 700th game at Brookvale. They've got a win percentage at Brookvale of 67.86%. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so Titans, yeah, I don't know. It seems, seems like the stats don't want you to pick them. But yeah, I went Manly. I'd be going Manly just because Titans are too inconsistent when they're on the road. No Tom Trebojevic. To be, let's be honest. Let's let's drop a truth bomb here. Tom has been pretty average this year. He has very average. I don't think they're going to miss him. I think they'll miss him, but like, no, I, I, I think that it it's not like it once was. No, it won't affect the team too much. At some point, I reckon they're going to trial Ben Trebojevic at fullback, and Tom's going to be looking for a new club. I, I don't think they'll make him look for a new club, but I think he'll end up in the centres, and Ben will be the fullback. I agree with that. No, I reckon they'll get rid of him. Yeah, he'll move to the Tigers' assignment because they'll have lost their fullback. Can you but imagine we'll, that? Yeah, that'll happen. Lock that in. 
give us something for the Panthers and West Tigers. Give us something that makes us think that the West Tigers will win their game. Manipulates the statistics. <laughs> Since 2020, mm-hmm. the Tigers have won 19 games and lost 56, and the Panthers have won 71 games and lost 13. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> rough one. The last tie, the last 23 games that the Tigers have played have seen them concede 701 points at an average of 30 per game. That's all I got. Okay. Um, the Tigers did beat Penrith a few years ago. Yeah. During Origin. I saw I saw there was because uh, Nathan Cleary, I think he had a little bit of a groin strain last week. That's why he wasn't kicking goals. And there was some talk that they might rest Cleary for this game and that that was going to help the West Tigers be in with a chance of winning this one. Um, I, I It's interesting. Every time that we've got to this point where you kind of think, oh, the, the Panthers are going to come out and absolutely annihilate the Tigers, the Tigers actually play pretty close to them or win the game. So it's, I think the Panthers will absolutely annihilate them in this one. If Cleary plays, it won't be close. No. If he misses out... The Tigers are a chance of making it very, very tight. What if Jerome Luai has free reign, though? See, I, I don't know. The thing is, the Tigers have been... They've been good at getting metres up the field. Like, it's been hard for teams to get them trapped in their own half much. They're good at making metres. But when it gets to that last play, they're dog shit. Yeah, that's true. Also, they... Getting if, if the thing is to get metres up the middle of the field, it's not the best team to play against the Panthers. No, but the Tigers will do they'll, – they'll, they'll fare pretty well in that aspect against Penrith, better than most teams will, but that's the only aspect that they'll have that will be better than most teams. Everything else about the way the Tigers play will be woeful. They'll be horribly exploited very quickly because, let's not forget, Nofaluma's is back. Oh, the try-scorer. He's up against two. Oh, well, mm. Nofaluma can't tackle anything. Let alone, let alone Brian Tuo, who will just run through him all night. So, um, I'm looking forward to that contest. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Who you got for that one, Julie? Tigers. <laughs> You're a natural. You're a natural. You should have your own podcast. <laughs> no, I just come on this one instead. Troll. I like your style. Um, who we got here? Warriors versus Roosters. Roosters. The Roosters have won their last six games against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Warriors have won 13 of their 22 games against the Roosters in New Zealand. Ooh. The Warriors have now been in the top eight for eight consecutive weeks. The first time they've managed to do that since 2018. Wow. They've played 45 games and they've won 22 each and there's been one draw. I tipped uh, I tipped the Roosters. Wasn't it interesting when Sam Walker got dropped and immediately, like, his people went to the media and said, oh, they're making him play like Cooper Cronk and it's not working for him and maybe he should leave the club. I thought that that was gross. <laughs> that was sick. Um, the Roosters' attack improved a lot and it's not because Sam Walker wasn't there. It's because Kiri got moved to halfback and he seems to be a lot more com- yeah, comfortable in that role. He's I a think turnstile Walker, in defence, though. I know, but, I mean, he's going to be a turnstile. doesn't matter where you put him. But I think if if Walker was at six and he had less of that pressure on him, he'd be a lot better and the Roosters' attack would be fine. 
Well, I mean, you and me were saying at the start of the year, like how much, how far can you go with Walker and Kiri as your halves just because they're getting belted out of games? And I, I think that we kind of have seen that at times this year already. Um, like I, I, there's a lot of people rate the Roosters. I don't understand it. I watch them and, and I I just don't think they're that good. They drop in and out of games a lot. Mm. Um, they were very poor against the Dragons last week. Well, mm-hmm. this week, sorry. Um, I would. I think I have to go with form. And, no, I can't go on form because Toe Harris isn't playing. Warriors have got a few injuries out of that last game. I'll go with the Roosters. You going with Julie? Roosters. And then the last one, the Dragons versus Bulldogs. I think I went with the Bulldogs in this one. How Dragons. often do we get a dog shit game for the last game of the round? I know, right? <laughs> it's disappointing. It's always a terrible game on a Sunday. It is. It's and hard it work. It used to be Parramatta on a Sunday, and now it's like Tigers, Tigers and Sharks and... <laughs> I wouldn't mind if it's the Sharks. At least Sharks have got a good attack, but it's the Tigers versus Dragons and the Tigers versus the Titans and Tigers versus the Bulldogs. You know, oh, God damn. Yeah, Sharks have improved in the sleep, and it's usually like, you know, the Knights are playing and, yeah, all the teams that are struggling in the bottom half are always on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, What have we got here? The Bulldogs have conceded 113 points in their last three games. That's an average of 37 per game. Oof. (laughs) <laughs> Since 2020, the Dogs have won 16 and lost 60, which is worse than the Tigers in the same period. Tigers had three wins more and four losses less. There you go. I really should tip the Dragons, shouldn't I? No. I, I don't know. Bulldogs. So you can get further down on, you know, the tipping comp. Oh my god! You always want me to go down on the tip and comp. It's terrible, horrible, horrible. It's <sighs> <laughs> um, just disappointment. <laughs> I, I don't know. The dragons will probably win, but I'd I'd probably tip the bulldogs, and I don't know why. I'm going to have the Bulldogs on it because they're the away team, so you know. Okay. Who's Julie going with? Uh, Dragons. Dragons. Who's your favourite Dragons player? Um, Yeah. It's got to be McNuggets. Pretty hard not to go with McNuggets. Who the hell's McNuggets? 100% McNuggets is my favourite player in their team. Love him. That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) You, you've, you've killed us with that one. That, that's a cracker. Alrighty. Well, look, where can we find Julie on, on Twitter? Um, at Eels Dance Mum. There you go. Check her out over there. Give her a follow. Follow very closely, too, on the update with Phil Gould. Um, we'll try and elevate that as slowly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that will be interesting. Um... Yeah, so at Eels Dance Mum. Yep. Um, Freaky's at League Freak. I don't. I don't know if you knew that or not. 
didn't know that. There you go. Um, he's, he's keeping it simple for everyone, so we remember where he is. Mm. Um, you don't need to know about mine. I was just on there whinging the other night just for fun. No one cared. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, check us out on all the socials, and we'll catch you all next time.